I'm Amber Peterson, and you're listening to Mamas and Money, Episode 28, Money and My Significant Other, Part 1. Did you know that creating confidence with your money will change your life? My name is Amber Peterson. I'm a mother, licensed financial professional, and a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And if you're ready, let's take this journey together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mamas and Money. We're so excited to have you here today, and I am especially excited because I get to share someone with you that is so important to me in my life who is just an incredible human being and whom I love so much, and that is my husband, Zach. So welcome to Mamas and Money. So glad you could be here today. (laughs) Pleasure to be here, Mrs. Peterson. Uh, it's been so fun. I've, I'm really excited that you're on the show. Go ahead and tell our audience a little bit more about you, maybe what it's like to live with me. <laughs> um, but I, I'm sure they want to get to know you a little bit better. You bet. So I'm Zach. Hi, everybody. I would say, you know, living with you is, is pretty easy. I've had 20 years of practice. This is our 20th anniversary this year in May. It is. That's a, that's a pretty cool milestone, I think. Just a little bit more about me. I'm I work for a nonprofit organization based out of New York, and we provide pension benefits, health insurance, life insurance, uh, retirement accounts to the Episcopal Church uh, all over the world. And I am a director over international accounts and voluntary or new business type of accounts. And so I've been working there for like about 13 years now. Uh, in my spare time, I like to officiate high school basketball, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is incredible. Like, I love it that you went out for a high school basketball. I still, I'm glad it's your realm, <laughs> not mine. <laughs> we'll, we'll call it my midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad though that it's something you enjoy. It's something you enjoy, yeah. and a big reason why I have Zach on the show today is because when it comes to money and our money beliefs and our money goals. If we're in a relationship, whether it be our spouse, whether it be a partner, a significant other, it's not just us that we need to worry about in our money goals and our money aspirations and what we want to do with our money because we have someone else in our relationship that also has their own money goals and aspirations and their beliefs surrounding money. Because of that, we've got to marry those two, (laughs) speaking of right, being married, but you have to bring together those ideas and goals and beliefs, and then work together as a cohesive unit. Zach, do you feel like that it's really difficult to have separate money mindsets and then make that work together? Or do you feel like if we come together, we have a commonality, a common goal, at least, or an open conversation about it, it's easier to move forward with money? I think the difficulty comes, the difficulty I think is going to be based on the state of the relationship, right? Mm. In other words, where there's a lot of mutual love and admiration and a certain level of trust, I think it's easier. And, you know, we've talked about this before. You and I have different, slightly different money mindsets. I mean, I think we agree on on, on some stuff, but we definitely disagree on, on certain things when mm-hmm. it comes to, uh, you know, money as well. But I think where you and I, we, we do our best to talk through these and kind of explain and be as transparent as possible. And I think, uh, yeah, we, we get to a point where we understand e- each other and we, I think we try to help each other out. It's like, oh, now that I know what you're going after, 
while I have something I may want to achieve, let me see what I can do to help you achieve mm-hmm. what you're going for. And I think that's, I think that we both do that for each other. Yeah, you know, absolutely. The question. Yeah, no, I think that's awesome. And you bring up a great point in the fact that the money is one aspect of a relationship, but it's going to be kind of a cursor or a, I don't know if curse is the right word, but it's going to just be a barometer of how the relationship is. So if you have a relationship that is, you're able to communicate, you're able to say, okay, this is what I want to go after. This is what I think and feel about money and believe about money. And then we're open to hearing the other side and say, okay, how can we do this together? That's going to make the situation much, much smoother, much, much more successful for you both. Yeah. And I would even say that it's important to have those conversations, ideally, even before you get married, right? Mm -hmm that'll definitely be advice that I think we would give to our children is have kind of that money mindset conversation while you're dating, meeting different people, just to make sure you kind of understand if they're being transparent, right? It's sometimes it's, we each wear the rose colored glasses and so anything you say, dear, you know, so <laughs> during the dating phase, it's all fun and it's exciting. And, and who wants to talk about, you know, something boring or as serious as money. But I think definitely as your relationship progresses and if you're thinking about spending a significant period of time with this person i think it's a really good idea to to have that conversation and if you're already married and haven't had that conversation yet there's no time like the present (laughs) exactly to to, to have that conversation or begin to have those conversations because it's going to be ongoing yeah and you bring up a good point because i even think when we were dating i don't really think we had a lot of money conversations around what are our dreams and aspirations with money it was more like what hey, what kind of family life yeah oh. where, where do we want to go to there <laughs> you know or and i i think it's easier to pinpoint okay well what do you want to have kids or what kind of things do you want to do with your career and i think money too is one of those still taboo subjects that brings up a lot of emotions for people and brings up those money beliefs and mindsets but at the same time if you can get an idea of where your significant other or your fiance or your spouse stands, then you can say, okay, now we know where we're at, where we're starting from. What can we do then to work on that, build on that and move forward together? Yeah. And yeah. I think that conversation is, it was easier for us because we really didn't have any money. When we had. <laughs> yes, <exactly. laughs> I wanted to talk a little bit about that. When we were younger, <laughs> we first got married we were just young college kids. We were still both in college making very little money. I think we both had, um, I think I was working at a couple different places. I was working at a chocolate store and a hardware store. And you also were doing very similar things. You had a retail job at a hardware store and you were also working for families, not making a significant amount of money. (laughs) I think too, we were a little naive to a lot of money. Still had to learn bills, learn how to, how do we want to budget what we do have, but it was still new. There wasn't really a lot of, Hey, what do you want to create? What kind of goals do you have? What do you want to do with money? It was okay. We'll go to work. We'll come home. We'll, we'll hang out. We'll go kind of out to eat if we want. It's great. What flavor of ramen do you want? (laughs) I know. What am I saying? Not even out to eat. It was like, okay, what can we make that we have? We were lucky if we had a date night once a week, like going out. Yeah. And I even remember, and maybe I'm remembering this wrong, but correct me, even having a nice meal 
like a steak or something was it was a rarity it was like a special occasion <laughs> yeah it was like somebody's birthday or anniversary or yeah. something like valentine's day but i remember a lot of you know I, I i remember date nights were you know burger and a shake sometimes we go through the drive through sometimes we sit inside but it wasn't much yeah yeah it was, and it, it was still fun but at the same time we knew at that stage and I think even more now that we couldn't live off that <laughs> when I, in regards to money, like if we wanted to expand, if we wanted to have a family, if we wanted to do more, there had to be a change going yeah. forward. And not saying that we weren't loving where we were at, but we had to build to something else if we wanted to expand and to do more. Oh, yeah. Right. And before we go to that second topic, I was just yeah. going to say, I mean, I think I think that became very real to me that, you know, we couldn't just kind of blissfully live you know just us as a couple making very little money i remember when we first were pregnant with our oldest with rustin i remember looking at i think i was working at the home depot at the time mm -hmm. and i looked into their health insurance to be like okay how much is this little guy gonna cost what do i have as far as health insurance benefits and i remember the deductible was like some crazy number there was a comma in it it had you know several zeros i want to say like the deductible was like four or five thousand mm -hmm. dollars that was just before the insurance kicked in i think i did the math and it was going to be pretty expensive and that's when i started looking into other professional jobs and eventually we were blessed with a better a much better paying job with much better you know benefits and started making started making real money but that was helpful because you know the time we were our family was growing as well but that was really the children were the catalyst i think too <laughs> to uh looking for for higher wages and our goal yeah and that's a great point too because sometimes it takes a catalyst in in our lives <laughs> and i think we've noticed that through our lives especially this next story we're going to share but a catalyst happens and it makes you reevaluate where you are and you're saying okay what do i need to change to make sure i can move forward with what i want to do and and like you said with with rustin coming along it was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> we can't really afford having kids very well. So what with that catalyst now, what do we want to do to make that a reality and a possibility? That's really good. And of course, we didn't want to just say, okay, we're going to have one child and be done. We wanted to grow and expand our family. At that time too, you know, being pregnant with Russ, and I think we also said, oh, probably not going to work out as well to be living with family. We probably then want to find other ways to raise our family, have a little bit more space. And that too also required growing in our own money, in our own abundance to make that happen. And moving forward several years later, you had a really great paying job. The conditions were a little different. You were working many, many hours during the week to provide. I think we said at the time we were living for the weekend because you were gone so much, but it did give me the flexibility and freedom to stay at home with our kids, which I'm so grateful for. But I do remember our work-life balance was not exactly where we wanted it. <laughs> He's gone all week. I'm just home with the kids. It was sometimes really stressful and just being able to see each other on the weekends. And we felt like, oh, that's not quite where we want to be lifestyle-wise, but money coming in was was really great. And we got to this point where that particular job was dissolving. And then they said, you can either go in a different division in this company or you can look for other work. And 
just share a little bit. What was that like for you when that came up? Especially we were on this trajectory of going up and up with income. And then there was this yeah. other catalyst that happened. Yeah. So I'd been working for several years at a financial services company. I was, I was a licensed broker. Like you said, I was advancing. There were multiple opportunities. And then all of a sudden my team was moving east and I could have gone with them, but it would have meant, you know, having to move. Don't think we were ready to move that far away at the time, mm -hmm. but I think we were ready for a move. And so we were open to different things. And I ended up getting a job with another financial advisory company in the, in the Pacific Northwest. And that was, a, I think, a little bit easier uh, move for us. And, and so that's the direction we decided to go. And I remember it represented a pretty significant bump in, in my salary. I remember being like, holy cow, I didn't think I would be making this kind of money. It was a blessing at the time. And we decided to move to the Pacific Northwest and move from our, away from our home in Utah. And things were, things were plugging away. I remember being in that space and being like really excited that this opportunity had come and it was, it was a significant increase. Now it did require us to move away from family and from friends, but we're like, oh my gosh, we have this amazing opportunity and we were open to it. And I think that's another key thing here is being open to the possibilities of our lives. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we went up to that opportunity in the Pacific Northwest. We were just getting settled in. And at that time we had Rustin, of course, but then Sienna had come along. She was still pretty young. And so we had two little ones. But what was interesting is that you were still kind of in training, but you were starting to work with clientele. And then what happened at that point? And this is going to be the fall of 2008. So <laughs> you'd yeah. tell me a little bit more about your experience there. Yeah. So the, the week I started working for this new company. That's when things started to crash out, you know, on Wall Street. Lehman Brothers Bank went down. Other banks started to topple. And this was September of 2008. And so fast forward, by the time we were, it was January 2009, it was a really bad bear market that was beginning. And mm -hmm. we were managing uh, people's hard-earned money. We were managing their portfolios. And it became really difficult to work there because the market had lost so much of its its value. Our clients had lost so much of their value. And our job at the time was just to retain. It was to retain as many clients mm. as we could because a lot of people were obviously very concerned about their portfolios and some were looking to you know take them and do other things with them. And I was still pretty new. And anyway, to make a long story short, I ended up deciding that probably was not the best place to be for us. For, for me, from a confidence standpoint, mm -hmm. um, I had a difficult relationship with my manager at the time and things weren't going as well. And I could kind of see the writing on the wall. And we made the diff really difficult decision, unfortunately, to, to leave that position. And, and really, it was it was kind of like I was either going to get let go or I could leave kind of mm -hmm. on my own. Um, but it, yeah, it was a difficult situation all around. But suddenly we found ourselves in the early spring of 2009 when the market and the entire economy were were really struggling in the great recession as we now call it we were forced to make some pretty pretty difficult decisions um, just trying i was trying to find work you we were both trying to find work at the time but yeah then we ended up having to return uh, to utah looking for work and i think this was one of those catalyst moments again in our lives that and they happened not that far away from each other, but another catalyst to say, okay, 
this is the situation that occurred and we made the best decisions we could for what we knew at the time. But then we found ourselves in one of the worst recessions so far that we've experienced. We don't have work. We're looking for work. We're getting odd jobs here and there just to kind of get by, you know, to be able to provide as much as we can. When we left to go up to the Pacific Northwest, we actually had a home here in Utah, couldn't sell it. So we, we did have the ability to come back to that, but then we're struggling even to make payments on that. And I remember just thinking, Mm -hmm. how, how did we get here? (laughs) Why, how did we get here after we were on this trajectory of going up and up and up. And now we're here again. And we basically had to start over financially because we had to liquidate whatever savings we had available just to survive that time because our home wasn't selling. There was nobody in the financial markets that were hiring. That's where you had your experience. And we were just thinking, okay, where do we go from here? And I'm, I'm curious about your perspective, Zach, because Obviously, we can see and look back now where we are today. What do you think helped you get from where you were then to where we are now? Probably. <laughs> I mean, there were, there were a lot of people, I think, who were, who were reaching out to, to help me at the time. And mm-hmm. I think this is important as well. I remember at the time that I lost that job, I was thinking that was it. That was like the pinnacle of mm. what I would be able to earn in my career because I had never seen that kind of money before. I certainly didn't think I would see it again. And at the time, that made me pretty depressed. There was a time where I just kind of lost, again, my, my confidence and my ability to, um, even my desire, really, to yeah. work. And you had to work. You were working as a school teacher at the time at a mm-hmm. private school in Utah. And I was I was at home, you know, with, with the younger kids, watching PBS Kids in the morning, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, w- I was looking for work. And I, like yeah. you said, I did pick up some odd jobs and that sort of a thing. But it was really... It was really difficult. I think one of the big things that I had to learn at that time was, you know, kind of let go of my pride, you know, humility. People go through these cycles and, you know, things can happen. And we had a lot of people who kind of rallied around us mm-hmm. uh, in our family and in our community, I would say, who, you know, tried to help us out the best they could. And I think that just kind of opened my eyes quite a bit to say, you know what? Yeah, I mean, I was a hardworking professional with a good paying job. But nothing's permanent, and even that went away. Yeah. And I think that's that's that perspective has helped me. And having the job that I have now, I, I am making more money than I was making at the time, which I thought I had reached my my mm-hmm. peak. So you know, all of these kind of lessons accumulate to tell me that you know there's there's always another opportunity. And you know, you and I, Amber, are people of faith, and you know, there obviously there were a lot of prayers at that time, and and we also believed in paying a, a tithing. I think mm-hmm. that that brought tremendous blessings where we exercised our faith and we just said, you know, this is the best, this is all that we have, but we believe that God does impossible math and he was able to help us and provide us with other opportunities along the way and leading up to the point where we are now. Now that, that happened, what, uh, about 14 years ago. Mm-hmm. So we've come a long way since then, but there are some really important lessons I think we learned during that. Absolutely. And I think those lessons really are there to help us grow and develop and to be able then to use that to build 
and to create and to have what we have now, really. And I, I think for anyone out there, you know, especially if you're struggling and going through a very difficult situation, I think it's really easy to look at that and say, this is happening to us because that's where we were at too. And I did not have a good relationship with money back then. I felt like, why is everything happening to us? Why aren't things going right? But even today I was listening to um, a coaching call and the phrase was brought up, what if this is happening for us? And so as we're discussing this, I think I know it happened for us to help us then grow and expand to become where we are today. Because I think, okay, what if you had stayed at that position? What if mm -hmm. somehow we made it through, things worked out and we stayed up there? Would we have gained the same knowledge and the background that we needed to build what we have today? I'd venture to say we probably wouldn't have. That was probably one of the lessons we had to go through, even though it was hard, even though we had to go through a lot of lessons, a lot of learning, but it's helped us then build to what we have. Yeah, I would agree. Because I think there's so many of us out there that are in relationships going, okay, we want to create more for our lives. We want to have more. And especially in regards to money, what money can do to open up our ability to create the life that we want. Because I think back to when we were college kids, even though we were happy and things were going well, we couldn't have expanded if we stayed at that same income. There was just no way that income would give us the opportunity to have a family. It wouldn't give us the opportunity to give experiences to our kids. It wouldn't, you know, all of those different things that come along with it. What we've done as a couple is we've also had to have those conversations. We've had to know, okay, mm -hmm. What do you want with money? What do you want to accomplish with money? What, how do you see money? What do you believe about money? And I think those things have been helpful to then get us to where we are. But give me your perspective on that and coming together, if you will, about what we think and believe about money. Yeah. So this is interesting. And I would, I would even venture to say that I've, I've probably learned more about, you know, my own mindset with money just over the last several years that you've been on this journey. Mm -hmm. um, finding out what your money mindset is and where you're creating that passion that you have to, you know, help others discover their money mindset and give them the tools to be able to move forward and progress towards their own financial goals and their life goals and creating the life that they want, you know, helping them earn the type of money that they want to earn to help them achieve those goals. I mean, again, I've been learning more about that in the last couple of years than, than I have, you know, throughout my entire life because you've been learning things and you've been teaching them to me and they've, they've certainly challenged some of my money mindsets, but I, I definitely still have them. <laughs> I still have certain mm -hmm. money mindsets that I, I, and I guess to give an example is Amber, you're very entrepreneurial and you're very motivated and you definitely, you know, have goals and, and, and dreams, which I think is amazing. And I'm, my money mindset is like stability, what mm -hmm. we could call an employee level mindset. I'm right now, I'm, I'm certainly willing to trade my time for a steady paycheck, right? Mm -hmm. You know, to be able to provide income and, and you know, and, and benefits and that sort of a thing. But it's cool because you have this entrepreneurial mindset where you have, you know, there's no limits mm -hmm. to the direction you're going and, and there's no time frame on it either. And so it's, for me, it's challenged my thinking in different ways. And even though we have kind of like different mindsets about how we earn money, I'm still still cheer you on and do what I can to, <laughs> to to you know to help you and help you with your goals. But yeah, but certainly we I think you and I you know we're, we're aligned on you know the basic stuff, setting a budget, making sure we have enough 
money in the bank account to pay all of our bills and so forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm, I'm noticing that we might have to do a part two, oh. but we'll continue this conversation definitely next week. So we'll have a part two with Zach and, and get even more deep into money beliefs and mindset, how we've come together and some things we do with our own personal budgeting and different things that can help us create really what we want. And if you're finding this podcast helpful, but you want to go to the next level in creating confidence with your money, head on over to amberpetersoncoaching.net forward slash courses. There we're going to help you create confidence in your money. And what does confidence do? It's going to help you make those decisions you need to make about your money and feel good about those decisions. It's going to help you generate more abundance and more income where we can look at what is your money mindset creating for you? And is that something that's serving you or do you want to create something more? I look forward to seeing you there and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for joining me today. Please let me know if you have any questions or ideas of things you want to learn about in upcoming podcast episodes. You can reach me by email at amberpetersoncoaching at gmail.com. And if you find this podcast to be beneficial and is supporting you in your goals, please leave a review. That way others can find this podcast as well. I appreciate you and look forward to taking this journey together.